0: Welcome to OpenBox. OpenBox aims at bringing an easier understanding to open problems that are there in the space of AI and ML and help in finding solutions. It is also extending beyond a traditional spectrum of AI and ML to areas of RL. And uh, I interview researchers, practitioners, who have published works on such open problems to gain understanding from them in a simplified manner about these open problems and then convert that into a podcast series. My name is Sundar. I'm an ethics and risk professional and AI ethics researcher. I am the host of this podcast. Ideas emerge when curiosity meets clarity. Here, we uh, go with open box to bring clarity for those curious minds looking to solve real-world problems. The project is done in collaboration with For Humanity. For Humanity is a 501 nonprofit Dedicated to minimizing downside risks of AI and autonomous systems for humanity develops criteria for independent audit of AI systems If you want to know more information, I'll provide link to for humanity in the description You may want to look up on them Today we have with us Raghu. Raghu is a PhD student at the machine learning group at the University of Freiburg He is working under the supervision of Frank Hutter. He is working on auto his master thesis was on reinforcement learning. Artificial general intelligence is an area of interest for him in the long term. He's also exploring dynamic algorithm configuration, whereby one tries to control hyperparameters or modulate them dynamically. We're going to be covering a paper titled Automated Reinforcement Learning, a survey and open problems, which got published last month, which he co-authored, and We're going to learn more about the open issues that he has mentioned in his paper. Raghu, welcome
1: to the show. Hi Sundar. Thanks a lot for the introduction.
0: We are speaking with Raghu on his paper, auto and Open Issues. We covered part one and part two of the discussion, which focused on the method-specific open issues, where he covered a number of insights from the open issues caused by different methods, from random grid search to Bayesian optimization, evolutionary approaches, and also uh, models which are built with bandits and learning um, RL as uh, some of the aspects. Now, we're going to be speaking on other aspects of open issues that he has covered in his paper and over to you Raku. Let's talk about uh, the other aspects that you've mentioned in your paper. Let's just quickly jump on to the environmental design.
1: Okay. So, l- like I said, in one of the previous podcasts, environment design is like a really important part of auto RL. And I-, I expect lots of focus on this area to be happening in the coming years and environment design we we found like so many approaches in this area we were wondering how to have this section in there because this section is much bigger compared to the other sections we so we kind of subdivided sections based on so these environments are usually considered markov decision processes and they have components like the transition function the reward function the action space the state space so so based on this we divided the different papers in this subsection and for example with reward shaping we have some additional components can be added to the reward to make it different to make the agent learn faster so this is one of the sub sub fields then there is like action space like usually these algorithms are given like some action space within which they have to act but humans for example, tend to act based on their prior knowledge of what is required for a task. So they limit their action space, even though their actual action space is much bigger. And so we, we need more approaches also in this area to try, try and set action spaces, which would speed up learning. Then there is, let's say curriculum learning where we present the agent with simpler problems first. So it, it needs to learn only something easy, and then we bring harder problems to it and harder and harder problems so that it starts to learn harder problems which it would not have learned if we had directly given it the harder problem. So that is another aspect and then um, So
0: essentially as you as you evolve the agent and you're, you're tuning the hyperparameters parallelly, you're also evolving the environment Yeah. So, so that it, it also, so what you're basically saying is while The changes in agent behavior is relative to the environment, and you're able to identify a kind of hyperparameters that may be well suited for that using multiple methods. When there is a change in environment itself, which is dynamic, then it it contributes to further more complexity. You're actually looking at hyperparameter tuning at multi-levels, so it's tuning at Uh, agent level when environment is fixed and uh, looking at environment level when uh, the agent is also evolving in that particular space. It's very, very fascinating. And it also, uh, in in a simple sense, it's like an an autonomous vehicle is going on a highway and suddenly it has to turn towards a village road, right? So automatically the environment changes, the, the context changes, right? So everything becomes very, very relative. And the complexity of some of those are very different in that sense so it's it's very interesting to hear about this and i'm able to think of a number of accountability and ethical issues that comes up with areas like this not to say that these researchers are not valuable it's just that consideration for ethics in these researchers are going to make a big way um, in, in the way we value humans as such super this actually takes me to the other point that you actually mentioned about hybrid approaches. Do you want to just
1: highlight certain thoughts that are there with regard to hybrid approaches? Yeah, so hybrid approach, I guess the biggest challenge is how to combine all of the different approaches we have seen so far and extract the maximum out of them. So, uh, for example, like I guess I already mentioned this Bob approach from our group, which combines Bayesian optimization with hyperband and uh, pbt and like pb2 which combines bayesian optimization with pbt and there are these approaches coming up but it's not clear which one is the best and which would be applied where so for for me that would be the biggest challenge in hybrid approaches and to also yeah not just combine two like is currently done with many approaches but try to combine three or four and try to take the best of all worlds not just best of both worlds and yeah move forward essentially
0: something like a a, a grid search summary of, of uh, all the methods so to say where you <laughs> literally see okay what kind of uh, metrics uh, are are uh, coming along with this optimization and how it uh, how they are evolving is that is that a concept that is widely researched at this point in time or is that something that you're
1: anticipating people will start doing actively um huh. I think combining more than two approaches I don't see that happening immediately because it's just very compute intensive already right now what we are trying and to search over this grid of all these combinations will, will take an even more massive amount of compute. So I, I think probably right now people will mostly just try auto ML approaches and trying to apply them directly to RL instead of coming with too many new hybrid approaches. So, but uh, I, I'm i happy to be wrong about this. And the more research in this area, the, the better. Say.
0: Yeah. Perfect. You, you also mentioned in your paper about benchmarks as one of the other issues. Okay. Would you want to explain briefly about that?
1: yeah so benchmarking not just in auto rl but in reinforcement learning itself is a very very hard task people have come up with different problems like usually the default ones are atari and Mujoco, which people let's say they try discrete algorithms like dqn and rainbow on atari games and they try continuous control algorithms or robotics related algorithm in Mujoco like simulators so these have become like the benchmarks, but they are pretty expensive, and they they also have sometimes these bugs in, inside them. Like there is an Atari game called Qbert, which has a bug, and one of the papers from our group exploited this bug to repeatedly do something and in, increase the performance a lot. And similarly, in one of in that on the importance of hyperparameter optimization paper that you mentioned, there is a bug where this half cheetah environment the cheetah starts rolling. And when it starts rolling, it gets like an inordinate or a very huge amount of reward, which won't happen in a realistic scenario. So, so, so standardizing benchmarks to be able to have them, let's say, cheap benchmarks is one, one future consideration. I mean, our group is also trying to make some, like one of my main libraries that I made is called MDP playground where we try to make some cheap environments and try to give some perturbations to the environments, like adding noise or adding delay to rewards, to be able to maybe study these difficulties in reinforcement learning at a cheaper level. So then there is also the question of generalization. So sometimes you want to train on a distribution of environments, but then test on a different distribution of environment. And regarding this, I would really recommend a survey of generalization in deep reinforcement learning, the paper. It covers a lot of these aspects and how we should go about doing this. So we want like a trained set of environments. For for example, we could have different contexts. Like we could have a pendulum which has different lengths and masses and uh, during train time. And then we want during test time to, to tune something with which has a pendulum with A different length and mass from the train train time and we provide such kinds of environments in another paper from our group which is called car but but currently yeah there's still a lot of standardizing that needs to be done it needs to be adopted by the community every paper will have different metrics and different environments they're testing on So it would be great if we could standardize it. And yeah, you try to... The both problems that you have highlighted, both in terms of
0: uh, generalization and also in terms of benchmark are huge problems in RL in in that sense, open issues in RL. Both of them, uh, when I had conversations with other researchers working in the space of RL or open RL or, or offline RL, what I've learned is that this is a complexity which is there in every sub stream of RL because it's much more broader and the applications or implications are much more broader. I think with something like AutoRL, this is going to further enhance the complexity given that automating something where you need a level of benchmark would require a lot of evolving maturity for things to place in and also tied to specific domain-specific problems, domain-specific applications that are more relatable, like the one that you mentioned about Atari or what DOPE is trying to do for offline RL as the case may be. But it is interesting to learn about many of these challenges that you're speaking about in the paper. I can't imagine that uh, you, you, you were able to compile all of these in one paper. I see that there is a lot of merit in having such a paper Early in the broader evolution of auto so that it also provides a lot of inputs for researchers to consider uh, as research objectives that they want to pursue. Not necessarily all of these will get solved, but it's a it's a good direction to explore. And yeah, as a as a ethicist, I'll always impress upon this that uh, if if there are more and more researchers considering or having ethical considerations as part of their technical research is going to make the world a better world and we're going to be bringing in better solutions for the open issues. I'm I'm really glad that we had an opportunity to speak on this podcast and exchange so many notes on the paper that you had co-authored. I'm happy to be having you here and thanks a ton for sharing so many insights about the paper. Appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, Thanks a lot for the interesting discussions on the and on the paper and for going through it and trying to highlight it because yeah i I believe it's like still a nascent area and we will have lots of nice papers coming out and interesting research coming out in this area in the future and yeah i would say this is an area to watch out for
0: absolutely thanks a lot look forward connecting with you
1: again yeah same here sundar thanks a lot